good. Thank you, worship team. You may be seated. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> All day long. Um, I, I think mom said, um, Leah Bynum is my mom, in case nobody <laughs> knows this. We do have guests here. Good to see you. But I believe she said that she heard it or saw it somewhere where it said, Happy Mother's Day all day long. So really, whatever, you know, um, well, all credit goes to her. She started it. Just thought I'd put that out there. But I, my name is Narissa Baker, and I am so honored to be celebrating Mother's Day with all of you beautiful moms. And um, I want to thank Pastor for giving me this opportunity. When he asked me if I wanted to do this, I said, do you want me to do this? You know, I don't know. But I told him, let me think about it. Let me think about it, because I've always enjoyed hearing my mom speak on Mother's Day. But um, the Lord had actually laid something upon my heart, and I thought, okay, well, maybe Maybe now, now's the time to say that. So I wanted to thank Pastor for giving me this opportunity. And I, once again, I said, I'm Narissa, and I am a boy mom. So please be praying for me. Sometimes I laugh at God's sense of humor because I am a girly girl. And um, just up until a couple years ago, we moved to a farm, but I didn't really get dirty much and stuff, you know, but I love it. I love being a boy mom. I have an almost nine-year-old and a five-year-old, and they truly light up my life. Okay, so I have a couple funny mom quotes to get us a little bit warmed up here, and all you moms will totally relate with this. Okay, silence is golden unless you have kids. Then silence is suspicious. Mm-hmm. I have sent my kids upstairs to go play, and I hear the noise and the ruckus, and then all of a sudden it gets really quiet. And then I think to myself, I should go check. But then I think, but I like the quiet. So I just, you know, I'm torn. And then all of a sudden you hear a bang and a cry. And then your oldest has this mysterious red mark on his head and you can't get a straight answer. But, okay, how about this? Um, who has kids that are picky eaters? I, I have it. Okay, so the majority of a mom's diet is made up of foods their child didn't finish. So don't even make yourself breakfast. Just eat whatever they leave behind. Am I right? Yes. Also, if you pack your child's lunch and they don't eat the crust, the crust makes a great nutritious breakfast as well. I know this for sure. Okay. This one is my favorite. I used to have functioning brain cells, but I traded them in for children. <laughs> Do you remember how you used to remember things? Yeah, okay, I love being a mom. I love being a mom. But this one definitely hits home with me because my mom, this just reminded me of my mom. This is my last one. Nothing is really lost until mom can't find it. <laughs> right? Okay, Lincoln went through a phase um, 
where he had this favorite little blue um, Hot Wheel truck. Do you remember, Trent? Yeah. And he would get so stressed out if he could not find the little Hot Wheel truck. But I had the power to find that truck. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay, something else that I thought I would share um, to kind of get my juices flowing, kind of thinking about this a little bit, about Mother's Day, I started looking up inspirational women throughout history, and I thought this was really cool, because this woman is from West Virginia, and I said, hey, that's, you know, some of you people's hometown, but, um, okay, so in the 1850s, a woman by the name of Anne Reeves Jarvis, she had organized a Mother's Day work club to combat, combat unsanitary conditions in West Virginia. She taught moms the importance of boiling water and protecting milk and food from spoilage. So um, what got Jarvis into this is she had lost several of her children due to these common diseases in Appalachia. So this inspired her to help others. And she was even involved um, staying neutral, helping both sides during the Civil War. But when she had died, her daughter, Anna Marie, campaigned to have Mother's Day as a national holiday. So she is the reason why we are celebrating this day. Yeah, Mother's Day. Okay, so I thought that was kind of cool. Um, so social media, I love looking at social media on holidays. And other days, I don't even know why I look on there. But my husband will say, what are you looking at? And I say, nothing. This is just a bunch of nothing. But holidays, I really like it. I love seeing people celebrate special days. And uh, Mother's Day, I love watching and seeing all the pictures. And you know, moms, it's sometimes a thankless job. I just hate to say it. I probably don't thank my mom as often as I should. But um, today is the day where moms get recognized. They get that you know attention that they deserve. But um, one of the words that I see that is really common used in mothers as a description is she's the strongest woman I know. I mean, I probably read it today, this morning, at least five times on people's posts. She's the strongest person I know. And I just was thinking about the strength of my own mother. And I started thinking about, you know, she is such a strong person. You know, and I'm not talking about the strength in her fingers when she would yank the back of my hair. <laughs> when I would misbehave. <laughs> Mom, I want to thank you. I am not tender-headed at all, and that's because of you. It's all because of her. Thank you. Give her a hand, everybody. <laughs> okay. Okay, and I'm not also talking about the strength in her eyes. When I was a little girl, my mother, well, my, my whole life has been as a pastor's daughter, which meant my parents were up here and I was all over the place down here. Not my brother, though. My, my brother has always been the associate pastor, always front pew, you know, always paying attention. I was not like that. Can you believe it? I was not like that at all. But um, I just remember feeling the eyes before seeing the eyes on me. 
It's like this strength that she had in her where she'd give that glare, you know, at me because I'd be rolling all over the pews or I'd be socializing with my friends. And I knew as soon as I saw the strength in those eyes that I'd be getting it later, probably in the bathroom, you know. Um, no. My mom is the strongest person I know because of her faith. And, um, you know, my parents didn't, haven't always done, you guys know this, their pastoring on the platform. They do their pastoring in real life. And I have grown up watching my mom talk on the phone and pray with people over the phone who are in crisis. There have been people just showing up to the house needing to talk to her because literally she says this, my coffee pot is always on, and it's true. Her coffee pot is always on, and she means that, come and see me, come and talk to me. So she has shown the strength in her faith through her actions. And I recall being a young girl, the churches that we were at to before had a teeny tiny budget like a, just a teeny tiny budget but she would make these kids crusades that just seemed larger than life and <laughs> I didn't want to cry but here I am but that is the strength in her faith that I wanted to acknowledge we're gonna actually be opening our Bibles reading scripture out of Joshua this morning and it's Joshua chapter 1. And I'm going to read 1 through 9. But first I'm going to pray. Father, I am nothing without you. And God, I pray for your anointing that it's already here to just fall fresh right now. Lord, like I said before, you meet us where we are, and God, I'm right here, and I'm your servant. So, Lord, I just pray that we re receive your word. Lord God, have your way this morning. Amen. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert of Lebanon and to the great river, the Euphrates, <laughs> all the Hittite country, to the great sea on the west. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. 
Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Now, these scriptures, that word strong, that's why I opened up thinking about the word strong. And I even debated on preaching about this on Mother's Day because it's about a man, Joshua. And, of course, you kind of want to think, okay, the strong women of the Bible. But you moms are probably the strongest people I know. You know, I, I just shared that. And I wanted to encourage you this morning because when I read these verses I feel like I could break down a wall you know and moms do you ever feel like you're breaking down walls with your kids you know they won't even look at me they won't even take me seriously wall after wall after wall you know you gotta break those down but I kind of thought okay well, I could do a little bit of sin of this, a little bit at the beginning, thinking about moms and some of these scriptures. But three times the Lord spoke to Joshua to be strong and courageous. The definition of courageous is not deterred by danger or pain. Okay, when you think about labor and delivery, <laughs> that is dangerous and awfully painful. But, you know, we don't think about that. We think about the beauty of the child, you know. So, I mean, that's the definition of courageous. And then um, another definition is the quality of mind or spirit that enables a person to face difficulty, danger, or pain. Okay, to face difficulty, danger, or pain. That is what happens when your child starts talking. No, but all joking aside, all joking aside, this is what God was telling Joshua to be courageous, not deterred by danger or pain, and able to face a difficulty or danger or pain. The Lord knew what Joshua was going to need. Joshua was about to lead the Israelites into the promised land. And he needed to give him preparations to get ready, but it was going to have to take a whole lot of trusting the Lord to get there. Moses was now dead. And he, the Bible tells us, um, before the book of Joshua, that Moses had laid his hands upon Joshua's head, and then Joshua had received the spirit of wisdom. Oh my goodness, I just could really use that, like now. <laughs> Lord, give me that spirit of wisdom. So Joshua had been anointed, he'd been given that spirit of wisdom, and the Israelites listened to Joshua now. And I, where's Jennifer? She hears me talking about the Israelites. If you ever come to Coffee and Convo, you know how I feel about the Israelites. Okay, they drive me crazy. These people, see, <laughs> yeah. So uh, we thought maybe we would make shirts that say, don't be an Israelite, don't act like an Israelite, I don't know, because the Israelites followed Moses into the wilderness, but they kept turning back to their old gods, and uh, even though they would see the miracles of God every single day, so don't be like an Israelite today, let's just believe in the miracles of God, but Joshua had his work cut out for him, I mean, he had to lead the Israelites, and they're about to take this land that God had promised them. And, but now they were finally going to get that promised land. They were 
finally going to get what they had been waiting on. And so this kind of makes me think of a season of waiting. And waiting is so hard. It is so hard. And you'll start beginning, you'll begin to wonder um, about the calling that you may have, that you feel like you have on your life, because everybody has a calling. And it um, actually got me thinking about when I felt called to preach, and I actually um, hid from it for a really, really long time, for some years. I had words spoken over me where uh, people would prophesy and tell me what I would do, and I would say, well, yeah, I'm going to do that, but not yet. Or, you know, I would feel it in my spirit where I'm like, I really feel like I, I need to do this, but I was fighting it so much so that when I finally said it out loud that I was called to preach because I just felt like this heaviness was on me. Have you ever felt that way where you just felt so strong about something that God wants you to do that it's like a weight on you where you just can't, you just can't get it off. And the first time that I finally said, I am called to preach, I could barely get it out of my mouth because it was, I was struggling and it was like a cry and a release when I finally said it. And, um, that, was even a couple years ago, you know, before I've, I've stood up here, you know, and I just thought that was a waiting season because I continued to teach. I teach Kidman and I love it, you know, and I continued to watch and listen to speakers that inspire me. So it was this waiting season. It was like God was still preparing me, but I acknowledged that calling and I knew what he wanted me to do. And, um, Pastor, I don't know why he's trusted me to do this, you know, but it got me thinking that Joshua had a waiting season. He had a period in his life where he had to wait, and that was under the leadership of Moses. Because years before, God had told Joshua, okay, you're going to take this land, you know, this big speech God says to Joshua. Years before that, Joshua had stood with Caleb with a group of men, and they had spied out this land. And um, the other men were afraid. They said, we are but grasshoppers. We are teeny tiny compared to these people. And Joshua and Caleb said, but we can take this land. Joshua knew. He knew that calling. Like, Joshua knew he was supposed to be doing this. This is where he was supposed to to go. Um, but because of that doubt that those people had shown, God told them that they would have to wander in the wilderness more. So that was that waiting season again. And then later, Moses, if you read in your Bibles, uh, instead of speaking to the rock for water, he struck it. And then God says, okay, now you're not now you're not going to see the promised land. You're going to have to die. And so Joshua had to stay like he was Moses's right hand man. He was his armor bearer, you know, and he stood with Moses through Moses's leadership and he had to wait. And that may be happening to you. You know, um, you might feel a calling upon your life, but you just don't know which direction to go. Let me encourage you. Do not give that up. Do not um, 
fight to believe what God is calling you to do. To be strong and courageous, you are trusting in the Lord as the true source of your strength. Joshua couldn't do this alone, and God knew that. So the first time the Lord said to Joshua to be strong and courageous was right after he told him he'd never leave him nor forsake him. So, I mean, that alone should just be enough confidence for us to face what we need to face. And when you know that the Lord is always with you, then you know you're not going to lose. So, I mean, to have God directly say that, hey, I'm not leaving you, then you can say, okay, let's go. Let's go, God. And when God said that to Joshua the first time, he's telling Joshua what he needs him to do. He needs him to lead the people to inherit the land they've been promised to have. Got my notes all messed up. The second time the Lord says to be strong and courageous, he instructs Joshua to be careful, to obey the law of the Lord, to not turn right or to turn left. Then Joshua would be successful to meditate on the word day and night. And when you do this, you would be prosperous and successful. And I, I feel like, you know, this was God saying meditate on the word day and night because then you, Joshua, would not get distracted. You know, um, just like with us, if we meditate on God's word day and night, that is what is in our minds, and we're not going to sway right or left. We're going to stay the course. We're going to do what God is calling us to do. We don't get distracted. We listen to God's voice rather than the voices of those around us. The third time, God said to Joshua, be strong and courageous. He continues to encourage him. God says, do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. And once again, God says, I will be with you wherever you go. And then after that, Joshua takes action and he sets forth doing what he has been called out to do. Let me tell you right now that whatever God has set before you to do his works, to do his calling, he will never leave you nor forsake you. If you don't get anything out of what I am saying, I won't take it personally. But remember this, God will never leave you nor will he forsake you. Amen? All of us here have a calling and a purpose. Moms, you have the greatest responsibility. It's the greatest blessing, but it is the greatest responsibility. Sometimes I am scared when I send my kids into school because I don't know what they're going to hear. But I know I have the greatest responsibility to instill in them God's word and his promises for them. A little thing that me and the boys do as I pull in the parking lot of the school, 
And I mean, some mornings they don't say it with much passion, but I have them repeat after me, I am a child of God. And then sometimes I just make them yell it out. I am a child of God. He's always with me. He's always with me. He's always for me. He's my protector. Let me encourage you to do that. You know, it, it even lifts this mom's spirit as they are walking in like, you know what, I kind of, I gave them the tools that they needed to face that. So just like Joshua, we too have a purpose that God has for us to fulfill for him. And not every purpose is too small. And it's not. It's not too small. I mean, the purpose of nursery ministry is just as important as the purpose of music ministry. You know, I mean, it's just, it all goes hand in hand. And he might even be calling you to witness to that person that you work with or that person that you see every day. You know how I talked about the heaviness that I felt until I finally just said in obedience what God wanted me to do? You know, you will feel that heaviness upon you to witness to that person, to volunteer in church. You will feel that heaviness until you finally say, with obedience from God, I'm going to step out and I'm going to do this because I am courageous and God is with me wherever I go. Be that voice to speak up in the wilderness. And y'all, it's a jungle out there. You know, I mean, oh, I, don't, I can't even get started. Like, my mind can't even wrap around. You know, we joked about the mom's brain cells. But, I mean, living in 2022, everybody's brain cells seem a little, you know, sketchy. But because we just got all this stuff coming at us all the time. But that is why, you know, God said to Joshua, meditate on my word day and night. Meditate on it. Be strong and courageous. Moms, he's telling you to be, be not afraid. He is with you wherever you go. When that baby has colic and won't sleep, when your toddler is throwing a fit on the store floor, anybody been there? I have been. Um, my oldest used to throw a fit and plank where he would not get in his car seat. And... Uh, one time he did it so bad I had to rescue mom, and one time he did it so bad Trent had to rescue me. It was that bad. I mean, toddlers are strong. They are strong. But, you know, when your kid's throwing a fit, God is with you. <laughs> when your kids are fighting with one another, God is with you. I'm just going to start yelling that. When I hear my kids yelling upstairs, I'm going to say, I'm strong and courageous. And then maybe they'll be like, whoa. Okay, maybe we shouldn't mess around. <laughs> when your middle schooler comes home and says that they have friends coming out saying they're ho homosexuals, God is with you. Mm. When your high schooler starts questioning God's existence, be strong and courageous, moms. Or church, <laughs> be strong and courageous. God is setting us forth on what he wants us to do, just as he set Joshua forth on what he wanted him to do. But he tells us what to do so we will be strong and courageous. Meditate on his word day and night. Then you will be successful. Successful, that's an interesting word. I mean, 
I think of successful as just my children are still alive today. We survived a day. But successful is happiness, I feel like, feeling fulfilled in your life that you have completed what God has told you to do. And we need to meditate on his word day and night so we will be successful and to not be terrified. He is with us wherever we go. Isaiah 43, 2 says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Isaiah 40, 29 he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. If Mike and Elizabeth will come up. When you look up the Hebrew definition of to be strong and courageous, it's translated into be strong and blessed. Be strong and blessed. I found that interesting. Be strong and blessed. But when a person believes that they are blessed, you know, a blessed person, when they say, I'm blessed, they, they're more positive and they're more confident in their life. In tradition, you know, when a father blesses a child, he puts his hand on their head. Oh, Lord, bless us. Put your hand on our head, oh God. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and blessed. God's hand is resting on you right now. Be strong and blessed. God's hand is on you. When I looked up the Hebrew meaning of blessed, I got really excited. Blessed meaning in Hebrew is to kneel and to praise. And I absolutely loved learning this because we cannot have the courage that we need unless we kneel and we praise. You, you're not going to get it. We cannot have the courage unless we praise him. If everyone could please stand. Lord God, I need the courage. We need courage, Lord. We need the strength from you, God, to help us not just day to day, Lord, but God, to help us fulfill the calling and the purpose that you have for us. I had asked Elizabeth to sing this song this morning, and she said, I've been practicing this song at home some. And then I said, good, <laughs> because I felt like this was a song that would minister to the women at our church this morning. So before she starts singing or as she starts singing, I want to call all ladies to the front. This is your time your time to stop and worship him 
and I want you to meditate on the words of these songs. So come on up, Elizabeth. Yeah. Come on and fill up the altar, ladies. I speak the name of Jesus over you. In your hurting, in your sorrow, I will ask my God to move. I speak the name because it's all that I can do. In desperation, I'll seek heaven and I'll pray this for you. I'll pray for your healing, that circumstances would change. I'll pray that the fear inside would flee in Jesus' name. I'll pray that a breakthrough would happen today. I pray miracles over your life in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I speak the name of all authority, declaring blessings, every promise he is faithful to keep. I speak the name no grave could ever hold. He is greater, he is stronger, he's the God of possible. I pray for your healing. Circumstances would change. I pray that the fear inside would flee in Jesus' name. I pray that a breakthrough would happen today. I pray miracles over your life in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come receive this. Hold the power of His Spirit now forever yours. Come believe it. Come receive it. In the mighty name of Jesus, all things are possible. I believe it. Come receive it. The power of the Spirit is now forever yours. Come believe it. Come receive it. In the mighty name of Jesus, all things are possible. Pray for your healing. The circumstances will change. I pray that the fear inside would flee. In Jesus' name, I pray that a breakthrough would happen today. I pray miracles over your life. In Jesus' name, I pray for revival, for restoration of faith. I pray that the dead will come to life. In Jesus' name. All right, I want some of my church mamas, whoever you
you are feeling like you want to pray for them, somebody that's been on your heart and on your mind, this is your time to go pray with the other mamas of our church. If you are a mom and you need that courageous spirit to rise up in you, I need you to raise your hand and someone's going to come and pray for you. Cassie, will you pray for me? Linda, yeah. 